Azure Management Groups help you to manage your Azure subscriptions by grouping them together. If your organization has many subscriptions, you want to know what is the most efficient way to manage the access, the policies, and the compliance of those subscriptions. But what is an Azure Management Group? What is the way that I can deploy it? What is the best way that I can deploy it? The best scenario, the best design? What are the best practices regarding management groups? So in this video, we will talk about what is the management groups, how management groups provide the level of scope above the subscriptions, what is the best way to deploy it in terms of design, in terms of best practices. So first, let me go ahead and introduce myself. If this is the first time that we are meeting, hello, my name is Marcos Nogueira, and here at Azure Centric, it's where I spread the passion about cloud technologies, tips and tricks, Microsoft certification, and career advisor. I'm an Azure MVP. So in this case, I'm here to help you to deep down on your knowledge. So if you like this video, please help us and give a thumbs up, subscribe the channel, and don't forget to ring the bell so when we're releasing all of these videos, you are one of the first to know. So let's jump into the video now. So Azure Management Groups. So as I mentioned, Azure Management Groups provides a level of scope above the subscription. But in this case, a management group, usually I like to define on the way that's going to be simpler for you to understand. Usually, I always like to bring an example. When I'm delivering these on my workshops and on my training, I like to give an example of the Active Directory and group policies. So on Active Directory, just to do a parallel, we have the domain, then we have the containers inside of that domain that we can assign the policies, right? Like for example, organizational units. And then we have inside of those organizational units, we have the objects, either users, either computers, for example. And then we create the policies and assign the policies either to the domain, right? Or to the organizational unit, depending on the configuration of the policy, right? Exactly the same way that we can have here on Azure Management Group. So on the domain, we don't have a domain. In this case, on Azure Management Group, we have the root management domain or root management group. Sorry. Okay. So that is my domain. This is my top hierarchy that I have inside of Azure Management Groups. Below that, I can have as many as management groups I can. It's not as many. I have a limit of 10,000 management groups that can be supported inside of a single directory. In this, what does this mean? means that inside of the same Azure tenant, I can only have up to 10,000. And then I have, my, I have my subscriptions assigned to each management group. Okay, so a management group tree can support up to six level of DAP. But this limit doesn't include the root level, so doesn't include the root management group, neither the subscription level. So this means that I will have up to eight levels on my tree. The top one doesn't count and the bottom one that is the subscription doesn't count as well. So I can only create six level of management groups inside. Each management group and subscription can only have one parent. So means that 
I can only give one parent, I can only create from the single hierarchy, from the tree, at one parent. Exactly on the same way that we're doing on the uh, organizational unit. Exactly the same way. Doesn't change at all. Each management group can have as many children as you want. Exactly on the same way. So if I have a parent, I can have as many children as I want. In this case, as many management groups and subscriptions under that management group that I did create it. All the subscriptions and management groups are within a single directory, within a single Azure tenant. Okay? So by default, you have the root management group. So what does that mean? means that when you create an Azure tenant and you, when you create the first subscription, okay, associated with that Azure tenant, automatically you create what's called the tenant root group or the root management group, okay? That is the name and usually the ID is associated with the Azure Active Directory ID, okay? But you can change that name. To change that name, by default, okay, no one have access to change that name. Only the global admins on the Azure tenant can elevate themselves as either a owner or a contributor to check on the root management group to change that name. So it's totally okay to change the name of the root or the tenant root group without any problem. And then, of course, I can create all of my management groups. Okay. By default, all the subscriptions that you created, it will land on the root management group. By default. Then, if you want, you can move them to the place that you want and then they will be over there. Okay. So, root management groups, they cannot be moved or deleted. Unlike other management groups. This is this is the your domain. So on your Active Directory, you cannot move the Active Directory, in this case, the domain inside of the group policies, right? You can you cannot uh, delete uh, the the domain as well. To that, you need to remove from either the tree of the forest that domain. But that's a different that's a different uh, aspect of here. O uh, on Azure Management Groups, you cannot delete the root management group or move it. It's always be always the root and you can only change the name and give different access. Okay. All the subscription management groups fold up uh, to the one root management group. Okay. In a directory. So everything that's the top that you can have. You cannot have anything on the side, only below the top level. Okay. That is important to know because sometimes there is a lot of confusion why I can create one top level. And we will see that when I present some, some ideas, how you design the management group. The other thing is new subscriptions, as I mentioned, they are automatically on the root management groups. All Azure customers, they can see the root management groups or the root management group in this case. Uh, they can see it, but they cannot have access. Okay, so by default they can see it. It's exactly the same way that you have on Active Directory. On Active Directory, you can see the domain, but it doesn't mean that you have access to just change or do anything on a domain. But you can see it. You have read 
permissions only. Exactly the same way. Although, if you are, if your user is assigned to a specific um, subscription and that subscription is under the tree, you can see all up from your tree or your subscription, where is the subscription, up to the root management group. And I will present a, a, an example in a few moments. So no one by default is giving access to that. Only the global admins, they can do it. Regarding permissions, by default, we have three big groups in Azure, right? In Azure AD, in this case, we have the owner, contributor, and reader. These are the three main ones that you can always give access. Although, as well as we can do it on Azure AD, associated with your Azure subscription, you can create custom rules. So what does that mean? means that you can have your RBAC, that is the role-based access control, customize it to a level that you want. Because if you are not satisfied, for example, what a contributor does, or you think it's too much, you can always create those custom rules. But there are some limitations that we will take over um, in a few moments. So let's jump into an example of how you can, how you can uh, deploy this. So in this example, for example, for over here, you see that I have my root management group. That's my top level, right? And then from there, I have the human resources, the IT, and the marketing. And I apologize in advance if you are listening um, the podcast from uh, either the SoundCloud or uh, Apple or Spotify or any or Google. Um, I really advise you to go to YouTube to just see what I'm showing. But here I'm showing a, a picture where I have different levels of management groups and subscriptions for you to understand. Okay. So in this case, we have the below the root management group, we have the human resources, the IT and the marketing, right? On the same level, I have two other subscriptions. So it doesn't matter where I have my subscription. This could be new subscription that I did created and they are by default under the root management groups. So under the IT, I have production. And then for example, under production, I have two other resource. Um, uh, I have two other management groups. One calls Geo Region 1 and the Rio Region 2. And under respective of those management groups, I have different subscriptions. As you can see over here, doesn't matter which type of subscription that we have. These subscriptions are assigned or are under the same tenant. And that's the part that I want to explore over here. Okay. So as I mentioned, we can create policies. So when I assign a policy and I assign a policy, for example, on the root management group, what's going to happen is everything below that root management group will be applicable on that policy. An example is imagine that as we can see over here, for example, we only have these two regions. Let's say that we have the regions of uh, US East and US West, for example. If, if my Azure deployment is on, under those two regions, I might create a policy on top saying that I don't want to explore any other region. So I'm locking down, for example, any deployment on the region or any region on Europe, on Asia, on South America, on wherever besides 
North America, for example, or even besides US East and US West, as I mentioned. Okay, this could be some examples that I can do on top. Although, what's going to matter in these cases if I'm applying or if I'm associating that policy to the root management group, what is going to happen is the root management group, because it's the top level, everything under that will be applied by that policy. Okay, and because I have exactly the same way that I have on Active Directory that I have the inheritance, right? So every time that I'm applying that policy on top, everything down will be applied. So I need to be careful to apply something that is generic to the entire organization on the top level. That's why in this case, I have three other management groups, the human resources, IT and marketing. And the reason for that could be various. This is only an example how you should embrace it. So what are the best practices that I advise you to have it? So below the management groups, create what are the difference. Try not to apply too many policies, okay, on the root management group. Try to apply policies that you are absolutely sure that will apply to your organization. For example, if you are deploying SAP, for example, on your organization, it's not good practice to just lock down the biggest VMs that you have on Azure on the root management group. So in this case, the human resources and the marketing that probably doesn't need SAP or deploy those resources, then you can lock at that level. So as a best practice, create a level below. That could be generic as well. And then apply those policies, starting to apply those policies over there. Okay. So one of the good practices that I always recommend my, um, my customers and everyone to apply is on the root management group, create a policy that instead of being effective, just being as audit mode. For example, if you have or not tax, that's a good practice to have tags on your resources on Azure, right? So create a policy that alerts you or blocks you, in this case, if you want to go on that level, to just not creating uh, any resource inside of any subscription that doesn't have the tag, at least one tag. And can, you can specify in those policies which tags you want to be consistent across the organization. That's a good practice. Then below that, as you see on IT, I have production. I could have production, I could have tests, I could have uh, uh, development inside of IT, for example. But inside of production, then I have region one and region two. Over here on region one, then I will lock only the possibilities of deploying resources under that region. So I'm only allowing deploying resources for that region on this example. And those subscriptions will only be able to deploy in this case, for this example, resources under that subscriptions. Exactly the same way on the root on the management group of the Geo Region 2. Okay? I hope that this gives you a little bit more insight how, in this case, management groups can be so efficient on a way to manage. Okay? Again, what I'm going to ask you to do it is to just give a thumbs up if you like this 
this video. If you have any comment or any questions, just leave a comment below. I know that sounds repetitive, but give a thumbs up, helping, uh, helping us to just achieve more. I hope I see you on the next video. Bye.